5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Drop. By the way, can you wear headphones, mate? I can hear myself. It's really irritating. Yeah, sure. Come on, you're the host. You should know this. So I just don't. I don't. I don't. I want, I'm waiting for the new Sony headphones, man. Which new Sony headphones? You know the really awesome one with noise cancelling, right? The best rated one, WH one something something. They've got the third generation coming out. Headphones, right? Not earphones. No, no, no. Like like the ones that you have, yeah. You want to get these, mate? What are they? Bose Quiet Comfort Two. Nah, fuck the Bose, mate. I'm telling you, it's so comfortable. Because I was look actually when I was looking. A couple of years ago, I was deciding between the Sony's and the Bose. And the Sony's, technically, actually, they are better. But the Bose look much better. And they're very comfortable. And the noise cancellation on airplanes is, like, amazing. But if you use it just normally, it's a bit too much. Like, it's like, you know, like you're in space or something. Oh, so th- those was uh, noise cancelling as well? Yeah, of course. Fucking hell, mate. Jesus. You've got all the gear, haven't you? But you're just not <laughs> producing the content, you fucking bastard. <laughs> You've got everything, ridiculous. but you're just not doing anything. Oh, mate, this is so I can do work and not have to listen to mugs like you. <laughs> Trust me, I don't talk in the office absolutely whatsoever. I'm a quiet fucking... I'm just like, bang! I'm fucking smashing it out, aren't I? Yeah, but don't you have to order people about? And be like, oi, oi, John! Where's that report? You're supposed to be on my desk Friday morning, 9am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, working in a tech company is exactly like that, mate. Yeah. It's like, hey, John, you know, it gets to 6pm and you're just like, hey, John, I need a report for my Monday morning uh, meeting with upper management. Don't worry. You don't have to do it now. Just get it done by Monday morning. <laughs> okay, hey, working what? the whole weekend. That has happened to me many times. Nah, man, it's from a movie. That's from real life. I'm telling you, it happens to me a lot. Oh my god, fuck that, mate. And my team. Fuck that shit. Alright, okay, maybe I'll just do the quick intro here. Actually, fuck it, I'll record it afterwards, innit? Like, just keep this flowing. Yeah, keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. So, uh, when are you going to be the big boss man and quit whatever you're doing now? Because clearly you're not enjoying yourself. It's, it's a love-hate relationship. It really is. Like, some what, do you mean? What, what do you love? What do you hate? Oh, well, hate the politics. But, I don't know, you can't, you gotta, I try not to get into any politics. But some people just, you know, they just love it. Absolutely love it. It's fucking bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. What do I love? I love uh, working with my team. I love, um, so my job role is quite flexible. Our team actually has quite a big shortage so i can do many things within like the marketing sphere which is really interesting so i'm learning a lot and quite quickly that's That's about it yeah that's it okay just just basically different challenges in marketing i mean you can find that anywhere mate can't you could probably find it in bangkok oh you could definitely find it in bangkok mate yeah that wouldn't be that wouldn't be so bad yeah i also have a love and love hate relationship with my job um I love being able to sort of start initiatives and have people work on them. Uh, I don't like, I so I realized this recently, I don't like 
our company not really having a vision like it's written down on paper but nobody fucking believes in it right i think i'm quite mi- uh, vision and mission driven like i want to know i'm working towards something that's not bullshit right i'll rather believe in like oh what i'm doing is affecting a larger population but also like i'm doing some kind of good right when you're working in the fin- financial sector a lot of times it's not to like even if you brand it like to help people it's not that right uh, for me it's like oh and it doesn't get driven enough from upper management so i'm just like what the fuck am i actually doing here so i question i question a lot of that a lot of the times i don't know i guess i shouldn't bash it too much i still love it i still i love the money of course yeah that never hurts yeah that never hurts no i hate it i hate it i absolutely <laughs> hate it oh god i'd rather be working for free to be honest with you mate yeah the worst thing about making six figures is no, no. <laughs> But I think um, a lot of that thinking comes from you've had a lot of experience in startups, right? So you can you can see, you know, you're trying to build this product or service and it's aimed for a certain customer base. So you need to drive that message for it to be successful. You need to drive the value proposition and convey that to your audience. Yeah, it needs to be solid, right? Like the, the product, of course, needs to be solid. But actually, that's not my first thing. My first thing is, if we just because if we sort the product out, does that mean we're awesome? No, not really, man. Like for me, what excites me is building an awesome team, right? Like I've been at bad companies, right? All companies aren't perfect, but I've been at like a shitty one, and then seen how a good company functions, even if they don't build the best products and services, even if we are working for these corporate clients that has crazy like requirements, but the team itself and the people on it are fucking amazing, right? So I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do because no matter, because sometimes, you know, you don't get a lot of these product decisions anyway, right? Being just a normal designer on a team. So for me, it's like, okay, well, let's try and build an awesome team and then the product will follow, right? Because you're doing things the right way. Uh, Or at least like when your designers leave the team, they can get a better job somewhere else, right? They can't do that by just purely trying to build uh th- this product that uh you know their vision of the product because it's like so many other people there's so many like chefs in the kitchen but if you build an awesome team like individually they'll have all these skills and they can get like you know a management job somewhere or they can be a leader on a team or they can be a senior designer or whatever it is right so that's what i try to do and it was yeah it was i mean i'm struggling i i i am literally struggling it's the first time that i've tried to do this like in this kind of scale and it's hard, mate. It's fucking hard. But would you say your the culture of the company you're working for now is fully corporate? Or yeah, okay. So yeah, we're a corporate trying to pretend to be a startup. So everything is like, oh, let's just be agile. And you're like, shut the fuck up, man. You don't even believe in it. Like the way you function is waterfall, right? So <laughs> so be honest to us, and that's okay. Like we don't we don't mind, but just be honest. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a corporate pretending to be a startup. It's very uh, top down, so a lot of decisions we don't get to make daily, and that's fine. Like you know, that's fine. But I don't think I I was uh, meant for this environment. I think I'm, yeah. I like to run fast. I like to make my own decisions, or at least feel empowered to, and uh, and be like it, it's messy, right? This co- like so I like messy environments, but this is the wrong kind of messy. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Just listening to you talk about this. <laughs> what, what do you mean? 
Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been in corporate for three years and yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit, right? You've got to put up with a lot of crap from uh, different people that have different opinions and you have to try and, you know, you can't communicate one way because you don't want to upset somebody or you don't want to let down your boss because you want, because somebody in a different department is not treating you right, but you know, you don't want to lash out because then it looks bad on the boss or it looks bad on your team members. So there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on, which is uh, kind of irritating, slightly irritating. But yeah, I just try and focus on what I'm doing and what the team's doing and, and then think about, you know, 6pm, out, out I go, clock out and turn off. Well, actually, can't really turn off, but... That makes sense, mate. Yeah. I don't know, because I think this has been such a big part of my life for the last fucking God knows how many years. So I, that's all I think about, right? Yeah, that's all I consume as content. I, I'm like, yeah, I know what I want. Uh, you know, I'm really interested in this field. That's why I'm here. As I wouldn't do it, right? So for me to go to work every day and not really enjoy it and have, you know, like, like the other night, right? I draft, like, I was thinking about drafting a resignation letter just so I have it in my inbox. So when I get pissed off enough, I just fucking send it. Do you know what I mean? That's not healthy for your brain, right? No, no, it's no, it's not. It's not. But you don't want. It, it's not a good time to be uh, drafting resignation letters. I don't think there ever is, mate. To be fair, like if I, I wouldn't have drafted a resignation letter if I wasn't, I, I didn't have a safety net, right? Um, but I've done it before anyway, so it's fine. Like I've, I've had no safety net before and just landed on my feet anyway. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler. <laughs> You're a pilk. <laughs> but so say if you yeah. did leave this company one day would you want to stay in bangkok or would you want to go back to vietnam or england nah, not so england, yeah. nah not england um Definitely not england yeah not, not england right now anyway i i'm I, I don't need to slow down england would just slow you down uh i might stay in bangkok for a few months you know i uh, pay rent and just kind of because I'll be doing the same in Vietnam, right? I'll still be paying rent and stuff, so I don't see why I need to get out of here. If I really wanted to save money, I could probably uh, move in with my mom because she has a two-bedroom apartment. That also I pay for rent, so uh, <laughs> I would have to be renting two apartments. However, no, I think Bangkok's cool. There's there's a lot of people that that's like cooler and easier to connect with. I think here. It's more like, you know, there's a lot of Western influences and people just kind of want to like work together, right? I'm sure in Vietnam too, but no, I think Bangkok is cool. And I will just basically like, chill out for like the next six months. Uh, if I if I feel like I want to make some money, then I'll try to freelance, but maybe just create lots of like stupid content, see where that gets me because I actually quite enjoy it. And yeah, and work on that passive income that we've, spoke a lot about in the past me and you so and i see like because at the end of the day i don't want to work for someone man like who who does anyway what would you do what's your next move i moved to bangkok oh fuck yeah you are and then i'm going back to vietnam then <laughs> to be honest i was i was thinking about this um so when i came to vietnam to visit you after that i was like yeah this place is awesome i really want to move here and after a year thinking about it um i feel like vietnam's too small and too a bit too slow. I feel like I would probably get a bit bored, even though 
it's I mean it's a fantastic place. You've got amazing. I've only been to Ho Chi Minh to visit you. Amazing women. That's all you need. Oh yeah, the women are absolutely stunning. I'm not gonna lie. Bro, about everything that. else is the same, man. You go home, you go to gym, you get you know you get your money, and you go to gym. But the women oh, is just yeah. Okay. I pulled a bird. <laughs> Shut up, mate. <laughs> we won't we won't talk about that trip. Um, <laughs> no, but you've got like Danang, which is amazing. Um, I'd never, I didn't go to Hoi An when I was there, but Danang was amazing. But I don't know. I feel like life's a bit slow there. I feel like it would just be similar to moving to Cambodia, and then I'd probably get bored. And uh, maybe if I was like traveling for work and doing lots of traveling, and then like having a home base, then I could see something like that. But yeah, I'm thinking I need something a bit more fast paced, like. Bangkok seems perfect. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so uh, let me give you a comparison, right? Bangkok, the city is so big, so it's quite spread out, and there's there's the public transport is good enough. It's not Taipei. You can't get to everywhere you want to go. So a lot of places, yeah. you'll have to get a taxi. So it'll take you like 45 minutes, right? And people don't want to, like, on a Friday night, people are like, hey, man, like, fuck going out. You know, I've just had a hard week. And on Friday night, I'm staying at home, bro. But in Vietnam, they're like, what are you doing on Tuesday night? What are you doing on Saturday night? What are you doing on <laughs> Thursday night? You're like, nothing, man. And they're like, all right, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Cool. Like, trust me, it it seems small, but there's so many pockets of things that are interesting. Bangkok is like westernized. So people, people don't even live in the city. Majority of the people that I know here, like the people I work with, they live like an hour away because they can't afford the rent. You know, th- those are locals, expats. Yes, they're in the city, but it's a weekend life, right? It's too Western for me. I don't like the weekend life. I like to like just fuck around like any night of the week. You know what I mean? Now me, <laughs> you're in a corporate job now, mate. You can't do that. Well, actually, you can if you can ha- if you can handle the lack of sleep. Fuck it, why not? I do, I do it all the time, mate. I do it all the time, mate. I mean, I would think Bangkok would be sick for that. Like, you've got so many clubs, so many parties, so many events going on. Um, I mean, the travel sounds like a bit of an issue and the traffic. Yeah, you might have a different experience, right? I'm just telling you about mine. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I like, like, hopping on a scooter and just driving down the road, like, stop at anywhere you want and just, like, hit up all these places. Uh, yeah, for me, but, uh, Vietnam is a great fit, but there's not that many really good job opportunities it's like the market is still blossoming in tech right um bangkok there's better tech opportunities more startups more conferences but the talent is still the same i would say vietnam ux talent is potentially better potentially but bangkok they pay you more right so you got to balance that so yeah like sorry man i just uh went on a riff there what what was your next move like i mean you're thinking about bangkok but like realistically, where would you see yourself, or what do you want to do, man? I mean, uh, definitely Asia. I don't really see myself going to back to Europe or America unless like some really crazy good opportunity came along. Um, oh, I'm pretty happy in Taiwan. Got a good job. Got a great, great group of friends. Um, so yeah, I I'm not really locked down onto one place there's a couple of countries that i could see myself living living in next like that i thought about so like bangkok definitely is one of those singapore is one of those as well 
absolutely love Singapore. Japan is something I would want that interests me. So I don't know something about it because it's so different to everywhere else. And the birds are fit. And the birds are so fit. <laughs> so fit. Oh my god. Maybe one of the fittest Asians, right? Listen, all Asians are fit. But yes, they are very Thanks, mate. <laughs> to all Asians listening. All Asians are fit. Uh but yeah, Japan was well, I remember it was my we on our trip was it last year? No, it was two two summers ago, right? Nearly two years ago. Yeah, man. It was my first trip to Tokyo, and I just remember what we were just in Shibuya, or what is it called, the Shibuya area, and we were just looking at all these girls and staring at them like, oh my god, I've never seen so many fit girls in one area before. <laughs> it was it was Harajuku, right? And we just oh, yeah. you know, we had to sit down, just like you know, on some like stupid railing or whatever. Was, yeah, it was uh, it was funny, man. And you had Tourette's the whole holiday. It was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's weird, right? Because we would see all these guys like just randomly walking and talking to girls, getting rejected, and then just walking up the street and getting rejected again. And I did some research online, and apparently they called it Lampa which is basically picking up girls in Japan. And apparently it's a massive thing over there. Didn't, didn't you try a few times? Didn't you, uh, didn't you set yourself a target or something? I did pull a bird. Was it on the <laughs> same, wait, same night as the one that I got with? Or was it, was it different? I can't remember. Uh, you got with quite a few, didn't you? I got with two. Like the first night, we went to Rapongi. Oh, Rapongi. Rapongi. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about this. Why it's not? too dodgy. It's too Why dodgy. not? <laughs> please, please, can we talk about it? No, I can't. It's so bad. It's so. <laughs> I'm crying. It's so bad. What's God. bad about it? What's bad about it? <laughs> oh, you're fucking crying, dude. I can't, I can't. Uh, why don't we just have normal stories? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I, well, it's oh. all for the story, right? It's all for the game. Um, yeah. That was good. Okay, so I- I'll talk about a story <laughs> from Japan, right? So it, yeah, was yeah, Cup, it was World Cup season. It was my 30th sort of birthday, two, three weeks. Steve came to Tokyo and we met up in Tokyo. And yeah, we had, you know, booked one hotel for, for a while. And it was great. The whole city was buzzing. It was, uh, it was World Cup season. And one night Japan are playing, right? And I think Steve is wearing his uh, Japan shirt that you bought, right? Was it the uh, I'm not sure if I wore that out actually. I might have been, yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't wear that out at night, just in the day. Okay, so yeah, there was one conversation that you're like, "Damn, I should have wore it," because like that was the night that Japan played, right? And actually, they won that night as well, which was cool. But we were we were by our hotel area, and uh, I think Steve, I believe you had just broken up with your girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that's right. Right, and uh, you were just like. 
I find Indian girls really hot. I think this was one of the subjects, right? And I was like, all right, man, cool, uh, whatever. And then we like, I guess we see two hot girls that are Indian, right? And I don't, I don't know what we were doing. I don't know what we were walking the streets. I think we, we probably had a few drinks, right? And we're like, all right, let's us, let's uh, see where they're going, you know? Like, so we walk like behind them a little bit. And then it starts getting a bit random. They like, you know, go to like an underpass, and we're like, "Are we gonna like? What are we gonna do here? Like, let's just like." Yeah, you you wanted to be creepy and follow them. Shut the fuck up, mate. That's not it's not my fantasy. You shouldn't do that, mate. It's really creepy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! This is uh, anyway. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, they were hot. Whatever. Uh, we're going out anyway. So we we get to another area. And uh, I had looked up a bunch of hip-hop clubs. But the streets were, like, so buzzing that we ended up just drinking beers outside of this club that we wanted to go to. And I think we then decide, like, oh, fuck this. Let's just choose one of these two. They're both next to each other. We go to, we go to one of them. And um, we're, we're on the way in. And the two Indian <laughs> girls turn up. Right? Uh, we haven't decided to go in yet or not. And they asked us, like, oh, um, we want to come in. Is it good? And all this stuff. And we were like, we don't know. We're deciding between two, blah, blah, blah. So we're not making friends with them. Uh, you know, I obviously went for the hot one. Um... They were both pretty hot, weren't they? <laughs> no, they were. They were. I was just kidding. They were both hot. Uh, yeah. So we ended up sticking with them, like, you know, pretty much all night. And uh, Shibuya was... Oh no, Shinjuku was so packed because of the World Cup and Japan had actually won and got to the final, like the quarterfinals or something. It was Shibuya, where we where we were coming. We started in Shinjuku next to our hotel. You wanted to follow them in the underground. And I said, so no, Chris, untrue. let's come on. We've, let's go clubbing. Let's have a nice drink. Let's not bother anybody. Let's just be perfect gentlemen and have a quiet beer. This is so bollocks. But anyway, for the story, I'll take that on. Yeah, and then like we we spent all night with them, and it was great. Uh, we nearly got trampled because one of the girls fell down, uh, like after the crossing. And there were so many people that the police there had to like keep people in one. Like you know, it's what it's the biggest crossing in Japan, and still it was packed full of people. And I just remember uh, your chick that was like a nurse, and there was this drunk Japanese guy on the floor, and she was. They're trying to wake, we we're trying to wake up for like half an hour. Oh, man. yeah, I forgot about that. So funny. And then we like, she poured some like water on his face. We thought he was like dead, right? Uh, and then he just like woke up and then just like fucked off, didn't say thank you, didn't say anything. We were like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then we actually walked home that night. Second night, we, we, you know, we've obviously exchanged contacts. And she's like, turns out she's a, a product designer as well. I think she was working for like Microsoft or something. And she was like, oh, well, yeah. uh, you know, it's your birthday night. Let's go out, uh, meeting some of, my, some of my friends from Microsoft. That was great. So we went out the second night with them, you know, like really getting to know them and having a good time. Steve probably got a boner by then. You know, uh, the one that I, you know, was liking ended up puking up all night in the toilet. So then Steve's one had to like run into the toilet all night. And then I think that's the night we actually hooked up with some other random birds. 
<laughs> I like how you say my one and Steve's one, but we didn't get with them, so they're nobody's ones, right? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. The one that I was crashing on, she had a boyfriend, so I took the high ground and decided not to make a move. Yeah, that is very admirable of you and gentlemanly. And uh, yeah, yeah, but you know that wasn't your intention until you found that out on the second night, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but so the story was, you know, we we really wanted to get with these girls, and you know, and it was like, you know, a, a thing. I think, uh, you know, when you're on holiday, right? You're, you know, you you have these feelings that you need to release. But anyway, a couple of months later, uh, I had had her on Instagram and. She was like, oh, by the way, it was really nice meeting you and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, it was super cool to meet you as well. And she's like, she says to me, it was so... <laughs> Steve, come back here, mate. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, mate. Listen to this. Go on, tell it, tell it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're talking on instagram right <laughs> you, you have to you have to mate. we're talking on instagram and she's like oh it's really nice to meet you guys and i of, of course said the same and she was like oh yeah like me me and my friend were just saying how nice you boys were because you didn't try to like you know get with us or anything and i was like what the <laughs> i'm like yeah sure sure sure, sure. <laughs> And when I shared that to Steve, it was fucking hilarious, man. Like, it was like the biggest fucking laugh ever. <laughs> just, and the whole time you'd been pulling out every single move in the book, right? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, I was trying to, mate. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Dude, you know when your game is so bad that these girls are like, oh, my God, they didn't even try anything. Fuck's yeah, sake. But, no, this is my excuse, right? I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship, literally that week. So I was a bit rusty. What's your excuse? Yeah, I, 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 I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you're honest, yeah. At least you're honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally don't have one. I'm trying to bring up that Instagram message. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the WhatsApp messages that we have, but we just have so many, like exchanges of like uh messages that we send to each other it it's basically hard but oh it, it was hilarious she was like oh you guys like oh it surprised me that you guys didn't even try to you know like do anything and, and that was really nice and we're like oh shit we we did because i remember the first night like we all couldn't get back right we were wandering around and you were like oh we could all go chill in a love hotel <laughs> <laughs> it must have just not clocked on them yeah but that had always been both of our fantasies right yeah fucking like you hear about japanese love hotels they're so fucking cool i just wanted to see inside one like i i would be happy with just me and you just be like should we just fucking share a bed tonight and actually just... uh no let's not do that <laughs> unless you're paying then i might consider it I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, here it is. Here's the message. I found it. Okay, so she says, laughing my ass off, I was telling my mate, uh, my boyfriend, that uh, the girl, oh, the girl that I liked and I was super impressed that you both 
we're not sketch and didn't hit on us. There you go. We're not sketch. We're not creepy. That's all that matters. We are perfect gentlemen. And actually, as it turned out, you actually got along better with the one which I fancied, and I got along better with the one that you fancied. The tall one. I can't even remember the name, but we won't say names. Yeah. Yeah, we always say names. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, we ended up switching, right? I got along better with that one, and you got along with that one. Maybe it's because you were in love with that one, so it clouded your judgment, and you got really nervous, couldn't, couldn't, you know. You went all Pilkington. Well, you know, my tactic is always be a friend first and a gentleman first. That's my tactic. I break down the barriers, because immediately i'm not you know i'm not thinking about i want to get in your pants what i'm thinking about is how do i get you out of my bed after i've been in your pants no, I'm just <laughs> no i was gonna say no that is exactly what you're thinking that feed me that bullshit nobody team, nobody's gonna buy that for a second mate <laughs> any guy any guy that says that any guy that says that is talking shit unless they're like got a girlfriend and they're happily married then what then it's a bit different but any single guy unless the guy doesn't find her also if he doesn't find her attractive as well but if he finds her attractive then talking shit god we do have oh we have so many good stories but they're just really ex- they're just quite extreme and yeah they're just quite extreme i'm not sure the world is ready to hear the the stories we're just giving them the the tame ones so far right got to, got to slightly feed bit by bit get people wanting more i I think i think maybe it poses opportunity for us to start a new channel and a new podcast um name where we just are explicit and you guys can't find us and we'll tell you these stories because i'm super open to tell you every single little dirty (laughs) fucking detail (laughs) (laughs) So, so what would you call this podcast then I, I don't know. It's something, something dumb, something dumb. But we won't use our names. Uh, I, I don't know. Lads on tour. I don't... Pilks about town. Yeah, pilks about town. <laughs> well, let's let's explain what a pilk is. I think that's. I think the people deserve to know, right? What a pilk is. We keep making reference to pilks and pilkingtons. Sure. Do you, do you want to go for it? What what does it what does it mean to you? Or where did it come from? Well, I know where it came from. It came from your mate. <laughs> how did we even come up with this term how did we how did we i don't know how we came up with this term so um i don't know if anybody's watched uh idiot abroad which is basically a show with a guy called carl pilkington who is uh ricky gervais's friend and he goes i mean he's literally i don't know how to how to describe him he's kind of like he's very simple and i wouldn't say he's retarded but a little bit retarded and just the way he sees life is just i don't know how how would you describe him how would you describe him so uh he's a lad from manchester and he's like i want to give some people context about who he is this is a lad from manchester uh doesn't typically travel or, or go to any other places that are very foreign and unknown to him uh he's very risk adverse he's like uh you know an editor of a lads magazine so he has that laddish sense in him and yeah like his jokes are just like super dry super raw but he yeah he's just one of those people that doesn't accept change very easily you know anything like non-british will confuse him and he's like what the fuck like 
why do these people eat with sticks, right? And, and things like that, right? Like he's just he gets freaked out by new ideas and new ways of doing things, and he, like he likes stability and he likes to stay in his box. That's him, right? Yeah, and he's terrible with women, even though he he has a, I think he has a wife or a girlfriend, fiance or something. And I remember he because he's bald, right? Well, he has he's balding in the front, and he got this hair. It's basically like a, a stick on wig, like a, like it looks really good, right? You you have a doctor stick it on your head with like I don't know how they stick it. They just stick it on there, and it's basically a really good hairpiece and looks really good. And he got this thing, but his wife made him get rid of it. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesus! Oh God! Yeah, you guys need to watch Idiot Abroad because you know his name is Cole Pilkington, so we 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 took the pilk from that. But what is it then, like? Why is my friend a pilk or whatever? Well, so how this whole nickname came about is I have a friend who actually is Chris's friend. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you are friends, but he he's Chris's. <laughs> we, we're all in the same university class together, and bless my friend, um, he is he is a Pilkington. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love him to bits, but you know uh, he's you know one of those people. You know, not very good at talking to girls. Uh, awkward socially, just kind of like what the very fuck? Very socially you awkward. Yeah, you're kind of like, but because I see, I see the true him, so I know what he's like when he's comfortable and he's, you know, he's hilarious. He's a great guy, but when he's meeting new people, he does weird things because he gets really nervous. Uh, for example, went to a party once. He put. But he put washing up liquid in a toaster. <laughs> because he didn't talk to anybody, right? I sat on the floor and I was mingling. Very well. It wasn't a big party. It was just like a, a like ten of us or whatever. We were mingling in the living room. I'm talking to everybody. He's kind of in the kitchen doing his own thing. Pours baking soda <laughs> in a toaster. <laughs> Ends up buying the house owner a new toaster. I don't know. He bought them an even better toaster. So there were, maybe maybe that's why he did it. Wanted to buy him a good toaster. Then halfway through, he goes up and be he goes up to be sick in the bathroom. He comes back and he says, "Oh, mate, I just went up to be, I just went up and I was sick because I'm so nervous." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" So, so nervous with speaking to people, or what? I think just social anxiety. I mean, we all have our moments, but he has really extreme. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been sick because I've been so nervous. I've wanted to be sick, but I've never actually been been, been that sick. Um, yeah, so when I actually spent extended time with him was one at university, but only very, very, you know, only when we went out and by then you're, you're pretty drunk anyway, so you don't really notice it. And everybody's like on a, on a adrenaline and confidence high. Uh, I spent a lot of time with him in Taiwan. Remember, I think it was from my 28th or 29th birthday where we, me, my friend from Vietnam and Mr. Pilkington, <laughs> uh all, all came and we all stayed in like this apartment in, in in taiwan which is pretty nice and yeah just i forced him upon you oh yes you did yeah no it was funny it was a good experience there was one night all right i remember this he he had met a girl on tinder and uh we went to this place called the, the triangle and it has like a nice little like open area where people can drink outside but also you can go inside and drink and dance or whatever it's a bar it was three, three o'clock, three thirty, and you know we wanted to go home. Nobody got lucky, and we all kind of p- 
pissed. So we're like, all right, Dave, like you should probably ask her to come back with us, right? Versus just talking to her out here, like for God knows how long. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes back, and you know we had bought some drinks and some snacks, and they're just sitting in the living room. And by now it's probably like four thirty, right? Like the sun's out, whatever. And I'm like, um, do you want to take her upstairs so I can uh, go to bed because my 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 room's on the bottom floor and. Uh, you know, it was quite noisy, but he was like, didn't know really what to do. Like it was, I was just like, mate, just close the deal. She's already here. Oh, that was funny. So you got him to take her to the room. Like how, how did, cause he did get lucky, right? I think so. Cause I, no, he did. Cause he told me and then he wouldn't lie about that. Um, but I remember when we were all wanted to go home and they were still talking and then like, he wasn't going to ask her back. So I said to her, Hey, do you want to come back to ours? We're having an after party. She was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I went home, didn't come at all. <laughs> you took him back and you told me that she fell asleep on the sofa or something. Yeah, I think that's when my opportunity was like, bro, like, just get her upstairs. You know, like, don't, what are you, what are you doing? She's just going to, like, sleep here all night. Like, And he, he's probably one of those people that like, think it's really awkward, right, to wake someone up when they're sleeping as well. Yeah. True pilk. True gentleman. Well, that's a lie, but <laughs> gentleman, gentleman. Not by choice, not by choice, <laughs> <laughs> by pure fr- by pure fear of consequences. <laughs> oh, that, that's a great definition of what Pilkinson is, right? So, if you're a Pilk, you are uh, not a gentleman by choice because of the fear of the consequences. That's a great fucking definition of it. But he got—he actually got with another girl that week as well from Tinder, and we had to take him to go. To that envir- to that bar, uh, Shisha Bar, one thousand and one nights. We had to take him there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're putting your hands in your head now. We had to take him there. We had to talk to her mates and be like, "Hi, hi, how are you doing?" And once he actually gets talking, he's all right. Um, but like you said, it's just making the move. He kind of needs the girl to uh, be the one to make the first step. So he was fine. She took him away. Um, they ended up doing whatever. But you, mate, got very drunk. Um, which normally you do not do. I mean, I've never seen you very drunk like that before. Got very drunk and uh, decided that you were going to be sick. And instead of being sick in the toilet or in your hands, you decided to be sick in the floor, directly on the floor. Didn't try and grab it or anything. Then you nearly got in a fight with a bouncer because he said, give me a thousand NT, people from Thailand, that's about a thousand baht for the cleanup. You didn't want to do. You didn't want to do it. <laughs> Nearly ended up getting a fight with this guy who was massive, by the way, like six foot four. I mean, he was. I wouldn't say he was muscular, but he was burly. He was burly. He was, you know, wedge. You know, would have killed you. It was wedge. Yeah, would have killed you unless you went for the nuts. Well, you know, at that point, I didn't really give a fuck. I was just like, bro, just just threw up. Like, how can you charge me? Right? Like, it's weird. I don't know. It's just maybe there's a Western mindset. You know, you, you don't get charged and get thrown, like, throwing up in clubs. That's kind of what they're there for, right? They get you so drunk because I've bought so many fucking <laughs> drinks. Put that on the tab of the drinks, like 10% on top of every drink I order tonight. Just plan for me to throw up. Like, that's kind of what it is, right? It's not a cab. Fuck. Oh, he was a, he was a big Turkish man as well. You don't want to mess with a Turkish bouncer. Trust me, mate. Sure, sure. Many bad experiences in Turkey with bouncers and people that want to 
fight them. It's it's true, mate. I got some Turkish friends that are just like fucking dickheads when it comes to that shit. But um, uh, yeah, like I was so drunk, right? Like you know the point where w- when you're like drunk, you know that you're gonna throw up because you feel it. I didn't know. The warning was literally like one second before. Fuck throwing up in my hands, man. That's disgusting. You know, I just I just had to lean forward and just fucking hurl on the floor because it was so spontaneous. I was like. Once I hurled, I was like, well, I can probably start drinking again. <laughs> I think, to we, we go home or do we go to another club? I have no idea what happened, but I know we drunk, like, every night on that holiday. Like, that's all we did. Well, every time you've come to Taiwan, you've gotten absolutely fucked. Apart from... Hey, you've been, like, four times now, right? Since I've been here. Yeah. Because there was a time with my pilk... And then there was a time with you, you, your Pilkington friend. So Chris has a Pilkington friend who I'm not sure if he's worse than my Pilkington friend. Like he's worse. He's nodding his head. Does he? Does he listen to this podcast? Because <laughs> I know my Pilkington friend does not. <laughs> well, let's not name names because that's not what we do, right? But oh, this guy is the biggest Pilk, and everybody knows it. Even the closest friends of his. He's been a pilk since he, he was in secondary school. Like, like if we didn't coin this term, people wouldn't know what to call him, right? But he's definitely a pilk since 11 years old. But, wait, both of our Pilkington friends actually met, right? Because they both came on the, at the same time, right? I don't know if they did, dude, because... Oh, no, 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 no. It was... You knew another guy, right? I don't know if he was Thai. You knew someone in Taiwan. I remember it was Filipino or something. You knew some guy that was in Taiwan. Uh, was he from Vietnam or something? Some random guy. And I remember we, because we went to the, the Japanese bar near to my place, drinking in there with them. And then, um, so near, you know, there's that road which kind of has like girly bars. And we went up there and we took them to one, which I know is like crap. And it's got like old girls in it and they try and like get really expensive drinks and my dad says never go in there took them to it put them in there and <laughs> me and you just fucked off <laughs> to another bar <laughs> it was like i don't remember me it might have just been an acquaintance and he was the, I, I i literally don't know is is he uh from manchester or something yes 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 yeah, that was it yeah he was yeah yeah that was him that was it so yeah so basically i had met this bird the night before uh and like you know we i met we met in like a social situation no i met her in vietnam and we had hooked up so i was like all right let me reconnect while steve is busy is that the ginge (laughs) (laughs) what's i not supposed to say that she was kissed by fire (laughs) no i don't i don't care mate are you proper lighter as well uh yeah i think i did yeah i think we we got on yeah we got on and then she just and then and then in japan where i met her Again, like we went to Okinawa together, and then oh, she was just so annoying, mate. Uh, and I just had to ditch her, like in the middle of the holiday. I could because I was on my own. I was like, "You don't know where I live. See you later." It was great. <laughs> oh shit! No, but but yeah, no, no. He, he was like her friend. They went they went to uni together in China or something. Uh, no, he was actually a good lad. Like he's uh, a good lad. Yeah, he was actually. Yeah. Okay, so. On this subject, man, like, so we're talking about, you know, uh, we were, we were anyway, talking about 
sort of just dating girls and or seeing girls anyway my friend and i want to give a big shout out to natalie ip uh she asked us has either of you dated uh, a different girl from your ethnicity uh, if so what are the cultural differences or are there any uh, and what you know how do you feel about it yeah i i dated a indian girl she was singaporean but in indian descent family born in singapore but Indian descent all from southern India and we dated for three years so that was quite a I mean it was completely opposite they were very reserved and like to stay in with family and she was very marriage oriented like wanted to get married within a year wanted to have a baby and all this kind of stuff and that's what the parents wanted that as well um, which is not something that I'm used to with British birds. No offense, British birds. Did your mum care about this? Did your family care about this? Did your sister like? How did they feel about it? <laughs> well, my mum, <laughs> for fuck's sake, <laughs> are we actually bringing this up? <laughs> we have to, don't we? Oh, for God's sake! This, this question, this questions you just made up to trap me, didn't you? No, it's not entrapment, mate. It's not entrapment, gone. It's not entrapment. Okay. Well, yeah, for, so my mum's traditional Asian, brought up in Asia, wants me to marry a Cambodian girl, probably, from a good family, and um, she just had a big problem. Actually, to be honest, I thought it was because my girlfriend was of Indian descent, had darker skin, but actually, I, um, I think my mum is quite tough on <laughs> most girls that I try to date. I don't know, I think it's like a mother-son thing, see... I uh, don't want to lose my son, etc., etc. So it was fine. Everything was fine because I would just tell my mum, "Ah, now we're just friends." Because to be honest, I was we were in a long term uh, long term relationship, but I kind of was not really sure. I couldn't pull the trigger, and you know, in the end, it just you know we both wanted different things. So I would always tell my mum, "Oh, yeah, we're just ah, just friends, mum, just good friends," you know, and that was fine. And then when she found out. She was my girlfriend, and that's when things weren't fine. So she'd um, been on holiday with me and my mum once, once or twice. Everything was fine, and then another time she came on holiday with us. Well, I'm just didn't like her, like didn't like anything, and it all kind of like blew up. You, you were in Cambodia at the same time, staying in a hotel across the road, <laughs> not not with me this time. Uh, it kind of blew up, and my mum just unconsciously was ignoring her basically she's not doing it on purpose or she doesn't think that she's doing anything right but obviously there was some sort of issue and I was like I kind of blew up at my mum and said oh what are you doing and why why are you doing this blah 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 and then she um pretty much just said right I want to talk to her I want to talk to her get her out here now and I shut the door I said no you're not talking to her you're not talking to her and and I was told my girl I said pack your stuff we're leaving Ran over the road, got a room at your hotel, sent my girlfriend back to Singapore, and then you had to go bloody... Um, my mum was really upset, obviously, because her son's just had a massive fight and just said he's leaving, doesn't want to talk to you. And you had to go and <laughs> over the road and make my mum feel good. Uh, it was just a big mess. It was a big mess. So, yeah, I guess that is a big cultural cultural difference right there, right? Like, will that ever put you off now you've had maybe, you know, 
not the best experience and especially when it has affected you you know your mother and some relationship of course you guys are okay now right but what do you think differently next time when you're like okay this girl is from a culture that maybe she won't get you know or maybe it's very different from mine how, how do you approach your new relationships in that way uh no i don't think about that i just i just think you know oh if i like the girl she's cool then yeah let's hang out see what happens see where it goes and you know, uh, if my mum doesn't like you, but I I know people who you know one side of the family hated the the other side, right? Absolutely hated. It was like no, no marriage, no. They were firmly against it, and then once they're married, once you have kids, you know, they become grandparents, and you know everything changes. So I know when that time does happen, that that she'll come around. So I'm not too worried about it that way. Um, so. No, Indian birds are not. You're not off the table. <laughs> reach out, reach out, reach out. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but seriously, yeah, I'm quite chill when it comes to that relationship. So I'm not really. I'm quite slow and don't really push for commitment and stuff like that. I'm kind of more focused on what I'm doing and having good company. Yeah, that makes sense. You had you had multiple girlfriends, right? Have they been of the same? cultural background like a english girl or an- another sort of cambodian girl have you had many relationships uh i would say i'd say ones that I would consider serious like three the one with the indian girl was that was my longest that was three years uh, another one was i mean a couple of english girls yeah and a Thai- taiwanese i mean i've dated a couple of taiwanese but one seriously yeah yeah, and they're all different, actually. The main thing for me is, can I can I get on with them? Like, do we vibe off of each other? Like, I'm a really sarcastic guy, which you are as well, and that's really important for me. The girl has to be able to banter with me and banter back. Uh, yeah, do our goals align? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, but cultural differences really is, is, is not a big deal, right? You, you, you get over that. Base, base, it's more personality than anything. Uh, actually, you bring up a good point because I have dated some Taiwanese girls, and I f- and I did find it a bit difficult, especially if they were just been brought up in Taiwan. I found that was kind of was a difficult barrier. Like, didn't get my sarcasm, and but I love I love Taiwanese girls, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely stunning. Slide in the DMs. <clears throat> uh, no, but seriously. Yeah, I think there is some cultural differences. It can be some cultural differences, but I don't really let it. It's not something I think about too much. Yeah, I, I think I'm I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you in terms of I haven't had too many relationships. And actually, so two of my girlfriends, one is British-born Hong Kongese girl, so she's Asian, right? She's Chinese. Uh, and then a Vietnamese girl who went to America to study. So both of them have, you know, are ethnically asian however has a very western mindset and how they perceive the world you know they have you know uh, cultures that i'm familiar with one vietnamese one chinese right that's me so for me those are the two serious relationships i've officially had and then i of course dated like you know dated around or, or saw someone for an extended period of time but yeah for me, it's the same. It like cultural differences. I find actually very interesting, right? And I think that's also why uh, I like to travel. It's always like interesting and funny to see different cultural things, but it's never been a barrier 
to liking someone or even seeing them, right? It is for me more about the personality. Do you get on with them? Are they jokes? Um, has it made a underlying impact to the girls that I'll date in the future? Probably not. Like I've, yeah, it, I think it's cool. Like you know, maybe we would move to South America one day and it'll be completely fine, right? Like yeah, it, it's not, it's not an issue. My parents in general have not been so active in, in my love life. Like they really uh, are one of the most open Asian parents I know. Like not everybody's parents are like this, especially from uh, you know our background, being refugees and everything. So they're they're pretty open. They're like, oh, whatever, man. We we know we can't do anything about it. If you like her, if she's cool, then it's fine, right? They've always had that uh, a mindset. So yeah, I think it's cool. All right. So so to to follow up on this topic. Because you mentioned something really interesting, like, you know, uh, different backgrounds between your mom and your previous relationship, your longest one. Do you think they'll mind if you got married on, on that term? They're like, oh, no, they're a different race. She would mind. Oh, do you think my mom, my mom would mind? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, my mom is very cautious when it comes to her kids and obviously like all parents wants the best for their kids but she's really like don't do this don't do that tries to give me her advice and wisdom and i love her for it i love your mum so yeah possibly i mean to be honest i don't really think about it because i'm not immediately thinking about marriage or anything so i'm not really thinking about it i just see it as if it happens then i just cross that bridge when it comes but i don't think i'm I'm not really going to make a big deal out of it. And whatever comes, like, I think I can handle the situation. Yeah, or just fly me in and I'll handle it for you. <laughs> I mean, you're getting quite good at it. It's it's so funny. You went from public, you went from my mum's ultimate enemy, right? She hated you. You were banned. Oh, no, no, you can't see him. No, he he treated me like he's been treated like, like hated you, right? To... Nah, she, you're, she absolutely loves you. You're, my sec, she, you're the second son. She always talks about you. Says, ah, oh, I'm going to show him how to dance because you dance with my mum at a wedding. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's what you got to no do. No worries, mate. No worries, of course. Always always there to please. Yeah, so she loves you. Well, you know what, right? Uh, I think we spoke about this We uh, previously. Yeah, we, we it, it blew up, right? We, we were going out and we were disregarding your mum's advice and... You know, I would have dates with a, uh, a bar girl in Cambodia where, you know, it's not known for being the safest place in the world. Come on, it's it's third world, if anything, right? Now it's better. But back then, five years ago, it's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's still pretty crazy now, to be honest. It's, I wouldn't say it's safe. I mean, we had a couple of Yeah, you could calls. harvest organs, like, easily, right? Like, you could probably get someone killed for a few thousand dollars. Like, it, it's literally one of those places that are pretty dangerous. So she had real grounded reasons. I was just being a dickhead, right? I was just being naive and immature. And then we just got into it. And then I had to like move to a different hotel, you know, and, and screw up the whole hospitality, like, you know, like her hospitableness. And then I just apologized a few years later and she knew I wasn't this like dickhead, sponge, fuck up kind of person, which she probably thought I was because of the way I was behaving and whatever, right? Uh, the way you dress. I still dress the same, mate. <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Still getting the same t-shirts. 
Yeah, it's still just the same. I've, I've yeah, like fuck it, right? Uh, great convo. All right, uh, another one. Who was that from? It's from Natalie Ip. Thank you, Natalie Ip. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, and I won't tell you about how we know each other because I don't think she'll want us to, you know, discuss our secrets. Oh, one of those. Oh, what? A... <laughs> well, everyone knows now, yeah. Natalie Ip. All right. <laughs> oh shit! I'm, I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry, girl. Anyway, look, she has a follow-up question to that. She has a follow-up question oh. to just, just this whole field. Do we have a type because we've spent so long of our lives in Asia? Uh, you know, considering we, we grew up in the UK. Has our type changed, I guess, is, is her question. Why don't you go first with this? Because you've been here longer, so it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, I think you do have a type. I think I have a type too. I want to hear your perception. Um, so for me... Um, Growing up, I, I grew up in a very small community in the town of Horsley, and I went to the school called Howard of Effingham, and it was I was pretty much the only or a handful of ethnic people in that school of a couple thousand. So I, I, I grew up in a, quite a you know a white neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood, but I didn't really meet you know Asian people or eth- ethnic people anyway. So I grew up fancying you know uh, English girls, and, and that's completely cool. But when I went to my new school, I think I was like 14 or 15, and there was an Asian girl in that class, I was like, damn, she's so fine. Like, it was it was actually kind of weird, because I had gone to Chinese school as well every Sunday, and I would see Asian people, but a lot of them would be like friends or family, so I didn't really see them in that light. And also at that age, it was, you know, I was a lot younger, so I didn't have that mentality. But yeah, the first time I saw an Asian girl, I was like, bro, she's fire. Then when I went to university, I was like, oh my God, Asian girls. You know, in Portsmouth, there were so many Asian girls. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is like a whole new fucking fantasy or world I live in. Then when I moved to Asia, the first person I hooked up with wasn't. She was actually from Austria, right? Uh, which was quite interesting. But I think I have a type. I do like my petite girls, but... Yeah, I guess my preferred type or my default type now is Asian because I'm in Asia, right? But to say that I uh, wouldn't hook up with anybody else is not true, right? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think maybe I, I do like the Asian look. The Vietnamese look is very interesting. Uh, you know, the Japanese look is very interesting. I like that too, man. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, but you went through a stage... I don't know if it was two years ago where you went off Asian girls and you were just going for Western Western girls, specifically gingers. I specifically <laughs> remember a lot of gingers. I mean, I was thinking you were a bit mad, but uh, not with the ginger part. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, maybe it's phases, right? I think I think if you were to say a majority of default for the last ten years, then Asian, right? Like majority. But yeah, sometimes I like to kind of experiment and stuff. You know, sometimes you have these little fetishes, right? Where you're like, okay, what what is that like? You know, like I still I'm still dreaming about my Latinas, but you know, um, my Mexico experience is over, dude. It's over, okay. What your BBW experience? Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I saw pictures, mate. <laughs> we we've all got to try it some sometime. So some, well, some of us have to try it sometime. I think I'll be all right not trying that. I mean, 
whatever dude like i am yeah i all sizes and shapes and ethnicities i am yeah. i'm very woke in that sense so yeah you've done worse you've done worse <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh, we both know you have <laughs> we won't bring that we won't bring that up i won't be able to i won't be able to handle what compose myself <laughs> <laughs> question what was it do i have a a certain type well now you've been in asia for so long but also considered you grew up in the uk how has that changed like you know your type uh yeah it's definitely changed um from when i was in the uk actually it's made me realize that i'm kind of not that into uk birds anymore i kind of uh i don't know i just i guess because i haven't been there for so long and amongst other reasons i mean there are plenty of good looking uk girls from the uk but i guess when you've spent 25 years there and you're used to that kind of personality and um it's kind of nice to have something different which i have done for the last uh, four years. I'm chatting shit, aren't I? No, nah, that's fine. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, when we talk about type, no, we can talk about type. When it comes to like looks, I'm not sure if I do have a specific type. Like, well, when it comes to race, because you know, I'm attracted to black girls. I'm attracted to Indian girls. I'm attracted to European, American, Asian, Eskimos. Never, never had one, uh, but I'm sure I would be. I'm sure there are some very cute Eskimos out there. Slide in the DMs. Such a dick. I'm going to get a lot of men sliding into my DMs, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. I hope so, mate. Oh, well, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, any attention is good attention, I guess. But when it comes to girls types, okay, I wouldn't say, mm, okay, I like really sporty girls, girls that are really active. That is a huge turn on for me. Um, because I like to go to the gym a lot. So I like girls that have that same sort of motivation to, it doesn't necessarily have to be the gym, but it can be a sport they're passionate about. It can be running. Um, that's a big turn on for me. Um, when it comes to look, I kind of go for different looks. I would say I'm more into petite girls, but I don't know. It's like if I see a girl who's as tall as me or not, the petite Asian kind of look, or not just Asian, then, uh, yeah, I would, you know, I'm not going to say no if I think find her attractive. Um, but I, uh, it's, I wouldn't say I have a specific look apart from, like, the sporty thing. I don't know, it sounds really, like, cliche, but actually personality is really important to me. Like, I mean, how many times have we been talking to girls in bars, you know, stunning, but, you know, just there's nothing up there. You can't have a conversation with them. They've got nothing going on in their life or, or whatever. Um, so what something I find really attractive is when a girl is really motivated and she has got some something going on in her own life, whether it's her career or, or whatever, and she's like striving and pushing for more and she doesn't just want to settle on just getting married and having a having a family she wants to she wants to do something so i really like girls that motivate me because of how hard they hustle uh, i think that's really important 
for me to want to get serious. That makes sense, man. Yeah, yeah. You want you want someone to inspire you, right? I think that's that's the key thing, man. Yeah. So okay, so when we talk about types, I actually have a type. Like, this is my preferred type, right? If I was to build an archetype, I've seen your type already. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Sorry, university. <laughs> you prick. After the club. <laughs> what was that club called we used to go to all the time? Flirt or something. Was it called Flirt? No, what is it? it had a different name, but I remember Flirt was like the, the nights they do on Tuesdays and stuff. By the campus, right? Rubik's. 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 <laughs> oh, dearie me. Many a good night, so many. You especially. <laughs> We're not going to bring it up. We're not going to bring it up. If, 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 if the Instagram post gets more than 50 likes, I'll bring up the story. Yes, yes, that's a good one. That is a good engagement one. There we go. There we go. So, I, yeah, I actually do have a type. And if I was to build an archetype for for what I'm looking for, is actually, yeah, so maybe I do favor the Asians, and I think that's okay to, uh, you know, uh, say. Uh, it would be like an Asian who has lived abroad. So, like, because I do also struggle with what you're saying, Steve, where, you know, you've had some people that you're seeing that you kind of struggle. They struggle to get the sarcasm, or they struggle to get your jokes, or there's just not something quite right, right, that fits you. So for me, it's like, oh, yeah, a girl who either has lived for an extended period of time abroad for, for studying or for working or someone like me, right, like a third culture kid, because they get the nuances of like balancing different cultures. And and, and, and I find those people more accepting of new ideas anyway, because they're like, all right, well, people do it differently. It's fine. They're not all Pilkingtons, right? Because people like there's a there's a mass of Pilkingtons that just don't really get it because they haven't had that experience. I'm not judging them for that thing. I'm just saying, yeah, those people don't fit in with you know me as 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 a person. Yeah, so my perfect type would be uh, no a Japanese girl born in Brazil that that went to school in America. That that's what I want, man. Oh, how about half Japanese, half Brazilian? And she's a and she's a, a runway model. There we go. Got my perfect type. Bam. Uh, if you're out there listening, you know what to do. Slide in the DMs. I don't. I don't know about the runway model thing. I. I. Uh, yeah. No. I can't do the models. Like I think most models are. Yeah. Just dickheads. Like I can't get along with models. I don't think I've had ever a model friend. I just can't deal with it. Uh, I know a few models and. No, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know some models <laughs> who are just like, you know, you just you try and talk to them and they just don't know how to talk. They're so awkward. And it's basically because they've been given everything, right? Like, they're so beautiful and they're used to getting everything, free drinks. They're used to guys just flocking over them. Um, they're used to guys doing all the work. So when it comes to actually talking... There's nothing there, and they're really awkward. And actually, I do bump into these when I go clubbing sometimes. Um, uh, but actually, these ones were all from Eastern Europe, so I'm not sure if that has to do it. But they're like models who have been modeling since they were a kid. Um, but yeah, I know some models that are are cool, right? Um, you know, so I don't think it's specifically a model thing. Maybe it skews one way or the other. 
or I think I think probably the actual fact is, mate, is that you've never been able to pull a model, so you wouldn't know. That's true. That's also something that we shouldn't rule out. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for for calling that out. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure everyone knows all the specifics and gets a fair judgment, right? All right. Well, I know what my new type is: models. Done. Well, now, you, now you're just copying me because that's my type. <laughs> Can't you get your own type? No, okay, so yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Maybe I have the, the model stereotype in my mind and it doesn't really do me any favours. But yeah, maybe I should uh, be more open to people in all different occupations. I don't know. Uh, we, could, we could get you with a model, I guess. Uh, Ashley, I heard, was available. Oh, Ashley. Yes. Um, well, actually, I think she would be pretty good for you, actually. She's not a model, but she's she is stunning. She is very good looking. Why is she very good for me? Like, what? Like, because I'm interested. You guys were saying this, like, or you said it specifically. I don't know if your girl agreed. She's like, oh, we're we doing this. But why, like, why is she good for me? Like, what, what about her? Yeah, she did agree. Well, actually, it's funny because I've kind of like matched make you with i've matched like my closest friends which is you and uh my other close friend joe who you met a couple of times with, with like one of her friends each who we thought oh yeah that's a good that's a good match and that, oh yeah that's a good match and we were just talking about it and when we were talking about friends like a lot of similarities came up and i was like yeah that's it that's the one that's who he's marrying sorry sorry uh no, but I want to hear about these similarities, man. I want to know, like, the specifics. What is she like? Why Why would she fit me? Is she, like, a complete dickhead like I am? Like, what? Uh, you know, no, you've, got, you've got to leave some mystery, right? Can't just, like, break it completely. You've got to leave some mystery. Got to leave you, you know, with some anticipation. I don't need to sell it. She's fit, okay? There you go. Sold. <laughs> you've you've done worse much much worse <laughs> i mean i have as well <laughs> yeah no no yeah no you're right i have done very very badly <laughs> <laughs> what all the time i mean the way you said it is like you're saying like 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 all your past has been bad i'll regret it if i don't right if i, I i'll just regret it like come on we can't yeah, absolutely we can't all live up to a standard that we don't agree with. So I take what I could get, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, you're in Bangkok. You, you can get a lot, yeah? You can get more than you bargained for. Oh, Jesus Christ. You don't know how many ladyboys I've matched with since this social, like, this social fucking isolation has happened to me. It's all ladyboys. How many, how many have you tugged off to, honestly? Like, like... Because you know there are some, especially in Bangkok, there are some good-looking ladyboys. I won't be afraid to say that. I've been to Thailand many times, saw a girl, and be like, wow. I went to one of those cabaret shows, right? The ones where they're all transsexuals or ladyboys or whatever, whatever. and I was like, wow, fit. She's fit. She's fit. She's fit. Can't be, can't be a man. Definitely not. She's fit. So all I'm saying is when you were looking on them and you saw like, oh, yeah, you know, she's fit. Maybe you did something with her pictures, and then afterwards she was like, "Hey, I'm a man." You're right, man. Some of them are really good looking. Like it, it, it's true, and also 
like what I appreciate is they make so much more effort, right? Because like also some of the locals don't make any effort, and you're like, bro, like the fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> at least like wash your hair, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, but some of them make a lot of effort, and yeah, they're they're, they're stunning women. Uh, it's just not what I'm into. I don't want to. I don't want to have a surprise. I don't like anal as it is, right? I do not want a surprise when it comes to it. I don't want a cock bigger than mine in the bedroom. All right. That's <laughs> not hard, mate. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've got a big dick. I've seen it. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, but. No, but what if they're post-op? Because if they're post-op, then they actually have a thing. They have their lady. They have lady parts, but it's they need to lube it up and stuff. I surprisingly know a lot about this. I've, I haven't experienced it firsthand. No, but it, it's different, right? It's not like the. It's not like a vagina cavity, right? Is it's it's no. it's, it's nip nip and tuck, like snip and tuck. Sorry, yeah, and and then it's like it works for just you know going to the toilet and number one but you can't fuck that hole surely yes you can yes you can you can they just have to put loop i was just talking about our lady boy experience in cambodia at the beach i don't know if you can remember exactly what happened but we were out i think we were with i think it was just me and you actually we were out at this bar at the beach lots of expats lots of girls and I can't remember. We were drinking outside and we were sitting down and I can't remember if we went, I went and sat next to them or they came and sat next to us and I started talking to them and you just basically ran away. <laughs> like you just couldn't handle it. You were just like, nah, I'm gone. Yeah, because you were, you, you were so uh, enthusiastic. But these weren't even good looking. They was like so obvious. They had like moustaches and stuff and I was like, bro, like what are you doing, man? <laughs> And you were just doing it to prove a point, like, and I was like, well, you know, can we try and, like, you know, get drunk or something, like, you know, yeah. But I do like how Thailand is fucking progressive, just in general, right? Like, it's not like the US, like, there's no movement, there's no LGBT movement. It's like, people are just like, get on with your lives. And that's way better than, like, blasting it on posters and making people accept you. Uh, and people are just like, here, like, yeah, cool, you know. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. It's like it's like a whatever, man. Uh, if you're into it, you're into it. If you're not into it, like you don't need to, you know, bash anybody about it, right? Um, so you're not into it. I'm not into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could be swayed with a couple of glasses of soju, you know. Oh, we do like our soju and beer. The best. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you since we're on. You were talking about you've matched up with so many lady boys. I actually want to know what has your experience been like dating in Thailand, um, and specifically Thai. How has that been? Have you got any funny stories? Yeah. Uh, okay. I can tell you. Um, not. I want to hear the band. Not hugely funny. I think. I think I've been less successful in terms of just like getting dates in general. Uh, in Vietnam, it was very easy to meet up with people and like i went through a period where i have like five dates a week do you know what i'm saying like i'll be bored yeah it was like i was active and these are like new people every week i was really bored at work i went in like two hours a day sometimes i didn't even go in so i had a lot of free time and i was just kind of like oh you know whatever but here it has been more difficult 
uh, to just meet up with people because the city is, uh, you know, a bit larger and everybody's focused on work. I've I've had some successes, you know, had some people that I I liked and, and gelled with, but not as not as many uh, as I would say in Vietnam. And also, I haven't really focused all my attention on it. Right? Yeah, I haven't focused all my attention on it. Like like I like sometimes in Vietnam, I just get a phase of getting really bored. So I'm just like, oh, what's like at work? So I'm just like, okay, let me just try and date some people uh, and meet some people uh yeah it's it's a bit difficult here i would say it's more difficult here um but you know i've probably had 10 dates since i've been here and it's been like five months and that's terrible right uh i've met maybe two two people i found cool but just not enough time might see each other once a week something like that okay so it has, has no 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 great stories also i've also failed to close a few times i've got them back in my apartment and it just hasn't what happened with your your date last week that was on the podcast right that was on the podcast yeah can we talk about that or is that's a bit too much does she listen that's that's the question i, I i'm not sure she does i i showed her um she she may listen i i'm not sure maybe she'll be really pissed off at me because we spoke about it last time <laughs> Like, like the code word and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't hear you say the code word. I didn't hear you say durian. So everything must have been cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say. I wanted to leave people on their seats, but uh, I should have said it just for banter. No, I think it was fine. I was there for my friend's fortieth, right? As I told you before. So uh, didn't you know? I was trying to you know be a good host, and uh, but she was a bit nervous, and, and that's okay. Uh, and then she ended up leaving early, not drinking too much. So, yeah, I haven't spoke to her since. I don't know if I want to uh, or or don't want to. I, I'm not sure. You know, like, we've only spoke to each other. We've only seen each other once. So it's not like I feel necessary. Also, I, I don't think I have that much time. Uh, I'm not sure what she wants out of this. Maybe nothing. Maybe just casual stuff. But, yeah, I'm not that bothered not that bothered really plus if you if you fuck up she'd literally kill you like she could kill you she would with her bare hands yeah yeah so that's something <laughs> you've got to uh keep in the back of the mind exactly mate exactly exactly anyway you're promised you're you are promised ashley so i don't even know why we're discussing other suitors right that's true but this you know i can't live out the prophecy when she lives so far away uh you can't yet but to be honest, nobody can travel right now because of viruses. Okay. So what, she lives in Taiwan? Is that is that what you're telling me? No, in uh, Holland. Then what the fuck is going on, bro? I can't see her in Holland. I don't want to move to fucking Amsterdam. Yeah, I know that. But I mean, if you live in Amsterdam, you probably wouldn't mind moving out. I mean, what's so great about Amsterdam? No offense to anybody who lives in Amsterdam, apart from the weed and... The hookers. I've only been there once, so maybe I can't. I can't... <laughs> no, I'm not saying. <laughs> you've been there, right? Yeah, I've been there. My sister used to live there. She lived there for a year. And you've walked down the red light district, and she 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 really liked the city because it's so cycle friendly. Like yeah. everybody takes their bike out. They've got really nice canals. It's it's actually a cool city. But her main complaint was like the food. It wasn't that interesting. It wasn't like specifically amazing you know like and she's a huge foodie 
So she needs that, you know, like weirdness in the food or like, you know, spices and flavors that that combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she was like, it's yeah, it's it is definitely a nice city to live in, but it's also like the the room is a bit shitty, right? Like it's so confined and so small the city. I mean, I only went there once for literally must have been like three three nights with uh, a friend just to you know, get fucked up in. Oh party. yeah, oh yeah. What happened? Uh, we won't be talking about that. <laughs> maybe if i get my friend on then we could talk about it okay yeah i didn't really it, it didn't it, it wasn't like going to like tokyo or going to other countries where i've been like yes i could see myself living it i was kind of like uh, not really into it um now for example when i went to manila i was like oh actually i'm feeling it i could got a lot of the stuff i like apart from the absolutely terrible traffic yeah it's pretty bad right so yeah where are you going are you going for a piss or something well you know you could just cut this part out actually didn't think you would hear that <laughs> what were you doing that's keeping the audience entertained oh, okay good I, i'm sure they're very entertained so there was another topic that you wanted to discuss let me get my phone oh yeah okay so the other topic we wanted to speak about and i want to ask you of course your opinion it says find three hobbies you love one that makes you money two that keeps you in shape and three uh, one that you can be creative in. So what is your three, right? Uh, in life, we should find three hobbies. What are your three, Steve? Yeah, I really liked that you posted this, actually. You do post a lot of crap, a lot of motivational stuff, which I don't really like. But this, I was like, oh, this is good. I'll give him I'll give him the little fire emoji on Instagram. Uh, what are my three? One, one that's creative, one that makes you money, and then one that's... Uh, keeps you active so one one for health is for me it's the gym absolutely love going to the gym i'm not sure if we've spoken that before but uh, we might have touched it before absolutely love it and i'm not right if i'm not going to the gym basically i need it to be you know at my top performing self uh, mentally and physically or one that makes me money this would be marketing and one thing that I have so I really like marketing there's a lot of lot of areas of marketing that I really enjoy um, uh, running digital campaigns uh, uh, running ads on certain platforms like LinkedIn I've been getting to know LinkedIn quite well recently and that's been really interesting um, uh, one for me which I was focusing a lot of time into like um, a couple of years ago was learning learning web development so learning html learning css and learning javascript um and i learned it to a, a decent level not you know not someone who's can write loads of you know complex algorithms and i could i can solve simple problems i could build apps you know i'd have to google a lot of stuff but i could i knew I know JavaScript. I know the language quite well. I know how it works and how it 
its behavior compared to other programming languages. So I kind of would say, even though I'm not doing so much web development anymore, that's kind of, it's still a hobby for me and it's still something that I want to uh, improve and get to a point where I could potentially be at a level to be a full stack developer, even though I don't see myself doing that, but it's more just ha- having that skill set. Uh, and the creative one is actually something I've picked up recently, which is, as you know, I went and bought myself a camera and I've been getting into photography and videography, editing photos and editing videos. Um, that's something that I've uh, invested in recently and I'm quite uh, I'm quite excited about actually because I don't know. I, I tried to do it a couple of years ago. I bought a Canon G7X Mark II, um, which is just a point and shoot camera. I bought it for like, you know, I wanted to film some videos. Uh, never really used it. And then a couple of years later, I uh, I don't know. I just had the sudden urge. I've watched some filmmakers on, on YouTube, especially like cinematic stuff, people who do like uh, cinematic videos in cities and stuff like that um with all these cool transitions uh, that really piqued my interest so i've just slowly been learning that for i guess like the last uh, uh videography i guess like the last month and then photo editing kind of like the last six months i would guess um but i only just got a new camera so who knows maybe one day i could make money off of that um but i'm a long way from doing that awesome what about you so my three hobbies that I love, uh, the first one is making money. I think design is still something I really like, like specifically UX. I still I still think that that is uh, one of the passions that I won't forget and I will just stem from it or grow in an area where I can specialize more. Um, when I was at WiseLight, it was very much about workshops, right? It was, yeah, it wasn't about necessarily building and executing on the the user interface but really about the workshops helping people figure out their strategy and how we like concrete that into certain requirements then i could pass on to a different team member so that was quite interesting i touched a lot on product strategy there which 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 still fascinates me to this day right so i think that's still good uh, money maker for me one that keeps me in shape I've, I've had it for years ever since i started which is basketball, but I am trying to slowly evolve uh, one that I like keeping me in shape. So recently I started yoga again, uh, and I, I find that quite relaxing. Like it's it's meditation and some sort of exercise that you can just do anywhere, right? And especially in this social isolation phase in society, you can do it at home, right? You can't play basketball at home. So, yeah, I think that one I still need to figure out. I've always had an interest in martial arts, and I've always loved doing it. But I haven't done it in so many years. I don't think that's something I could keep up for the rest of my life. I know basketball could be if I find a good enough – or sorry, if I find a group that kind of fits me. I am not as active as I used to be, so that, I guess that's just life. And number three, want to be creative. So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about like the recent things I've I, I've started, like this podcast, uh, did some video editing, uh, bought a new camera, like Steve has. Uh, so, but really, I think one that's creative for me. Uh, this might sound really stupid, but like creating and sharing content, 
right? Because I do that all the time. Like I, I can't help it. Like when I find a, like a nice idea that resonates with me, I'm just like, oh, I need to tell someone about it. Like, like I, it's just, there's just something inside of me. They're like, oh yeah. So that's, I think the creative side, right? Whether it's writing, cause I've done some writing before or, or, or recording this or, or whatever it is. But I think that's the creative side, finding new projects and new ways to, to just do something, right? I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. Uh, whether or not I make make money doesn't really matter to me. I just kind of want to do it. It's the process of doing it, like recording a podcast, figuring out how it works, the sound product, or the sound editing behind it, and then like how do you edit videos? Like that stuff is fun, right? Take some getting to used to and, and learning. It's all part of it, right? Uh, so yeah, I think that's my creative side. Um, yeah, actually, when you put it that way, I know that you've actually always liked creating content i'm not sure about in your uni days i can't really remember um oh wait didn't you create that one um one fashion brand was it was it uh uh thug women a gentleman or something no no that was uh yogesh <laughs> thug within a gentleman that was fucking funny well i, don't, I can't remember <laughs> oh dear i can't remember <laughs> at university <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. You haven't got him on Instagram, have you? I don't. No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. But I remember you got into writing. You've written some. You've written some articles before, right? Um, you wrote your your article on um, uh, OKRs, objectives and key results, which actually I thought was really good. And I've actually started using your methodology uh, this year, and I researched it. I was using the Get Things Done Kanban methodology which i think is good as well but i kind of like this one and yeah like with the podcast and uh, your youtube video i think there's something exciting about creating some content and just putting it out there like just showing your creative side and just doing something you haven't done before and trying to see okay will this work will this work this work um yeah and i think that's for, for myself i think that's kind of where i'm fearing to with the whole videography i mean eventually i want to put some stuff out there and uh photography it's not something i'm looking to do as like oh, i want to do some freelance work for for clients and stuff it's, it would be just for me whereas programming is like yeah it's for me it could be i could freelance i could do all that stuff with this stuff like you it's just you want to put it out there and see what happens yeah, it's it's it fuels my other side, right? Because like I I like so I I did a lot of design freelance when I first started because I was so obsessed by it. It was like my creativity and my money maker, right? But and then now I don't even freelance design because that's not where the creativity comes from. So it almost begs me to say, hey, do something different. What else can I learn? that maybe design can influence that, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's super important. Also, when you said, like, about uni, I remember back in the day that I I, I started a blog, you know, when blogging was really popular. Yeah, I was, like, fucking writing, like, and I spent a lot of time, like, doing HTML, like, on a WordPress site or some bullshit, right? I always liked doing that, the, the, like, the creative craft of, like, what do I write about, how can I design it, or whatever, right? And then I wanted, like, me and Pilkington, my friend, uh, the ultimate Pilk, (laughs) 
like we wanted to start this like t-shirt brand you know when t-shirt brands in london were the hottest thing right you know like boy better know like before that shit and we we're like oh let's start it let's start it like i've always wanted to do these creative side projects just because i wanted to start the same one with my sister it just never picked up right we were looking at like because uh, she's a fashion designer and we were looking at like uh, people who can produce it in Vietnam because that's like one of the key places. It's fucking cheap, and they just never picked off, right? But I think the key thing for me is like bringing people in. Like, I can never do it on my own for some reason. I need to be like, "Hey, dude, can we do this together? Here's my idea. What's yours?" And then I work on it. And this is why the podcast has started. Like, I've wanted to do this podcast, like a podcast, for probably close to like six months to a year. Not, not even joking, you right. And it's only till I met Jessica and she was like, you know what? I want to like Twitch live stream again, but I want to be like super focused on my content. I want to start a podcast from it. I want to do YouTube videos. I was like, bro, that's cool that you have your own agenda and vision of where you want to take your brand. But why don't we just start one now for jokes? And that's how we fucking started, right? Like just, but I need someone to hold me accountable to that. And I just want to go to one, one small topic is... I went back to England in 2015 and uh, I was, you know, sat in a room with my cousin and I had like visited him for a few days. We were talking about how much we want to get into video. Like when he was showing me his clips, because he had just got a new drone, he's like filming stuff. I was like, bro, I want to get into video. I want to get into video. It had taken me five years to even find it, right? Amidst all this craziness of life. And then I had, you know, just did a video in literally one day one night but i had been thinking about it for so long sometimes that fear yeah i bought a camera like three months before it took me that long to even record and to film something literally the clip of me took less than 10 minutes right and then i just cut it up like shit put it together just let it out because it's not actually that big of a deal right it's the it's just like something in my mind like stopped me and I never did it and I made excuses for myself. So I would I would say if if I had an advice and is this is from personal experience where I, I where I fucked up and I know just get it out there man like you don't have to put your name behind it. I know we want to live in a world of perfectionism because we see all these people who've doing it for like ten years and have like millions of followers, but just put it out there. Uh, if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. But it's those people that are, keep putting shit out there, even when it's like not perfect. Those are the ones who are getting real traction and have perfected their target audience or their message, their style. If it's film, like whatever, whatever it is, right? I think I need to heed that advice, like to myself as well. I need to just push it out there, push it out there, push it out there. But I would say the same to you, Steve. Just fucking do it, mate. And I'm here to help. Whatever you need, man. Oh, oh, all right. Ten grand, please. Yeah, man. Put together a business plan, and when I get my money back, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, no, but actually, everything you just said there is spot on, and I I agree with everything with it all. Um, yeah, I think sometimes wanting to make sure something's perfect before you put it out is a big problem. Um, Analysis paralysis, I guess. Um, uh, I think, like you said last week, it's not—it's not the idea, but it's actually the execution. So, just go out, just go out and do it. And if it's shit, you're going to get some feedback to tell you that it's shit, so you know how to make it better. But without putting it out there, not getting the feedback, you don't know, right? 
Yeah, right. I mean, if you're getting no views, no like, no likes on a YouTube channel for five years, then obviously you know, change your content or move on to something else. Yeah. So and yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, and like you know, for us, like if it's our creative avenue, we almost don't care what people think. We just like making it, right? Yeah. So yeah, either you like true. it or not, I don't give a fuck because I, I'm still like doing my other shit to make money. But I I would like to do my creative job as as making money, right? But like, you know, whatever. But eventually we this this is a great topic actually. We want to move to financial independence, right? So if it's one, something that we love that makes us money, great. Something that keeps us in shape that makes us money, great. Something that keep like that we are creative in, that makes us money. Imagine those three things. Like, what else do you want in life? Like, that means, like, you've done it, right? You, 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 like, you're doing everything that you love, and then you're making money, so you can do more shit you love, but you're not living, like, how we're living. We're living, like, paycheck. It's not even, like, the perfect situation, right? It's a love-hate relationship. But imagine if it was just a love relationship. We'll be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, life is amazing. But we're not like that, right? We're like we're in this like weird chasm that everybody is facing. We actually, me and you are very lucky because I earn money from design. You earn money from marketing, and you touch on some web development stuff. That's great. We're already in a field we love. But how many people are working in McDonald's that just got the sack, right? Or right? Or or, or been told to go home without pay? Like fuck. Yeah. No. Actually, that's. Um... Uh, that's a great point so whenever i do think oh this is can't deal with this it's fucking bullshit had a shit day or whatever i kind of try to reflect and think okay i'm actually i'm a lot luckier than a lot of people out there to be in the position i am in so yeah especially with the recent situations like i think like america's what is like 15 percent of file for unemployment or something like that um, it's getting crazy. I saw Boris Johnson. Did you see? He's positive. Really? Literally just before we started filming this podcast, like before, an hour before, just just came out. Fuck. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting crazy. I don't, I don't really want to talk about it because, I mean, I'm just talking about it all day, all day with colleagues and yeah, because it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrible. But... It's crazy times. Yeah. And um, um, who knows what's going to happen. But bro, to your point, yeah, we are really lucky. Like we are super lucky and we should be grateful and have gratitude. However, if we are not like, I tell this to everybody, right? Like people like me, I'm like, but if you're not happy, you should still find a happy place because we know we can find a happy place, right? We've gone through the process of working at shit jobs and being somewhere we don't know. Uh, you know, or, or don't enjoy, sorry. Uh, yeah, there, there, so that's also why I'm thinking, like, well, why the fuck am I in a situation where I'm not exact, exactly, like, succeeding uh, and, and the happiest person I need to be? And then to explore a place where I need to be happy. And, you know, whether that comes with a new job or being, you know, a freelancer for a bit or just creating some content and seeing where that gets me. Like, I'm okay with that, you know, like, it, yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, it's, 
it's what you do to progress that, right? We, we even though we are in a lucky situation, it could always well for me, it could always be better because I'm just one of those cats that are just like, fuck, I'm unhappy. Where where else can I move to? Like I'm I'm like weird in the head. I'm never content, right? I'm just like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, I yeah, just think about that and um, find your happy place. And I would say. Just because your contract says an amount like a number of years doesn't mean that you need to stay there. You can break it whenever you want. You can, yeah. You you are your own person. No corporate baggage. Like seriously, man. You trying to get me to move in with you, mate? I'm trying. I'm trying to start a fucking empire, mate. Are you on board or? I'm trying to back you. I mean, to be honest, we've been talking about this for quite a while. We, <laughs> you remember in Vietnam, we spoke. We spoke to. Uh, that uh, restaurant and we basically were throwing about some ideas in the hot tub of my hotel while drinking some cocktails <laughs> and just you know we actually we actually brainstormed some really good ideas and we if we wanted to I mean I think my workload was not as crazy as it is now we probably could have you know we could have done this project for them and we could have made a decent amount of money right exactly and you know what sometimes you just gotta gamble right just what happens if we let's say quit our jobs for six months we can probably eat just as easy find another job six months later and be like dude we had a great stab at that and we we're in coffee shops and we we're just smashing it out trying to get clients trying to do this trying to do that and then we've launched a product online right or whatever but, you know, with software, it's cheap as well. It's just your living conditions that are probably more expensive than any software out there, right? Software as a service. So we could do it. Like, uh, no qualms. And I'm actually looking towards that. I'm like, yo, I'm in a place where, you know, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to quit my job and then just fucking try something. Because I've wanted to do that for ages. So one thing I did was I... I registered for a company in Vietnam when I was 30 because that was one of my goals. Like, I wanted to start a company by, I was, but, uh, by the time I was 30. Two years later, that company has done zero, right? And it's just one of those things I wanted to do. And it's stupid, right? Because I never spent the time. I never, I, I never fully committed. But if I quit my job, like, that, that's it. That's like, shit, I've got to make it. You put yourself in that urgency situation, now you're grinding and you're you're hustling your life out, and uh, I want to do that. I really want to do that. I just don't have the courage yet because I just want to like stack the bank account for a little bit. But I'm telling you, I will do that, and it'll probably be uh, sometime around my birthday, unless a really good opportunity comes up. But you know, maybe I just won't look for it. Maybe I just won't look for it. I'm coming to Bangkok. <laughs> I'm coming to Bangkok. Good, love it. Back up. <laughs> no, but um, actually, I'm I'm sort of I have similar thoughts to you on this subject. I have a slightly different perspective. Um, I mean, the whole reason I decided to get into programming and all this kind of stuff was because I oh, I want to build the next Facebook and all this kind of stuff. I wanted to be able to do it myself. Or once I started learning a lot more and grew up with age, I realized okay, I'm not going to build the next Facebook, but I do have the ability to build my own software. I, I could do that. So that was the whole point is I could do that without having to pay a developer 50,000 US or something, or 
I could at least have some understanding if I am paying a developer is what's going on, uh, what they're doing, is it is it right, is it wrong, um, et cetera, et cetera. Where we differ slightly is I feel like, um, like you said, you need to put yourself in this situation where you don't really have any other choice but to build something, which is a great, which um, it's, so some people thrive under that stuff because they can just put all the energy into it. Um, I have thought about that as well myself. My thinking, we've spoken about this before, is if I can't do it while I'm working a job, then I don't see how I can run my own business, which would basically be 24 hours a day. So if I can't build something to get some kind of traction, whether it be a certain amount of uh, monthly recurring revenue or a certain amount of users, doesn't necessarily have to be revenue, a certain amount of uh, monthly active users. Um, if I can't do that while I'm working a job, um, then I'm not not sure if I could just do it from scratch. Anyway, I'm not sure if I would have the discipline. Um, another reason is when you're when you're working a job is you're basically bankrolling your startup. You don't have to worry about oh, I need to find investors. Um, I haven't got any money. Any <laughs> where, how am I going to pay rent next month? So maybe there isn't that exact urgency to you know I have to make it, but it's it's more of a I want I want something moving before I completely commit. Um, people call it uh, indie hacking. I'm not sure if you heard of, heard of that term, which is basically, you know, you you build, you bootstrap your own startup, no startup funds, basically build it yourself. Once you get some traction, um, that's when you go all in. And I don't know if that's the right way because people have done, people have built companies in both scenarios. So I don't, there's no right or wrong way. And maybe I'm thinking about it completely wrong. And what I need to do is just move to Bangkok and go all in and say, fuck it. Mate, I've seen you go all in. You got a higher distinction score on your fucking final thesis, right? Do you remember? I started mine like two weeks before. You, oh, st- hell, yeah. you started yours one week before. You got a better score than I did because you just cranked the fuck out, right? So my, my rebuttal... And I completely get where you're coming from. I definitely was the same. But let's say you don't enjoy your job, okay? Or let's say you like enjoy it 60% of the time and 40% you don't. After long days of work, is the thing that you want to do is crank out, you know, something, right? Maybe it's like having the or, or having the idea that you believe or yeah, having a product that you believe in, like the vision is so clear. But a lot of times people don't have that. You're not saving the world here. You're just trying to build something that has some traction, right? So, you know, how many hours of a day do we have spare? If you're doing the gym, if you're socializing, if you've got work, you've probably got one day free, right? How much time do you spend meditating? How much time do you spend reading? How much time do you spend in your interest? Like we don't do that shit on the weekdays, right? On the weekends, we just kind of want to like mong out. Right? They're like, it's it's very hard to be disciplined when you have a job, right? Uh, some people are better at it than others because they can function function at a higher level, but that's not your normal human, right? Your normal human can probably crank out like sixty hours a week. That's it, and I'm not expecting like I know I'm not one of those humans because I've tried and I've done it before in the past on on pure adrenaline, and it doesn't work for me. It's not sustainable. So that's why for me. I need to uh, realign with my priorities. If money isn't an issue, then take that off the table. 
yeah and then and then that creates some urgency and then focus in uh on that you know yeah and that's my whole rebuttal you know and yeah you're right with lots of companies are are different ways of starting up and and doing that stuff but yeah i think um i need to commit if i don't commit uh i'm not going to get anywhere for me i go in phases um like i go in phases of like huge productivity where come home from work i'll I'll do two or i would say about two because that's all i have time for if i'm going to the gym about two hours of focus work and then on the weekends i'll maybe i'll do uh five hours on a saturday and maybe some more on a sunday if i'm not doing stuff um uh but yeah for me it goes through phases like a couple of years ago when i really did not like my job that's when actually i started hustling on the side more and i was really going into pro i mean you know i was doing three hours of programming every day i was building stuff on the side building up my github portfolio yeah um but yeah now that i'm sort of more comfortable with my job that it is hard you're right it's harder to be disciplined especially on a weekday and if you've got the social stuff then yeah it is very hard actually i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah we need we need that uninterrupted focus time right and uh, a nine to five just sometimes blocks you because all you think about is work and stuff but yeah yeah Let's see what happens. I think 2020 will be one of those years where it, it, if we if if we don't gamble, then it's, it's one of those years, right? So I was reflecting back on this uh, Instagram post I had, which is super lame, right? But basically, I just highlighted what happened in 2019. And I think it's a really good practice that we should all do where... So, you know, I, I like Instagram, so I post a lot of things. But I basically went through my Instagram feed of 2019. And I was like, oh, this is how I started the year. And pictures really capture that moment. And I just went through it. And I was like, fuck, I did so much. But then sometimes, like, part of that year, I wasn't completely, like, sure what I was going to do. But reflecting back on everything, I was like, oh, that's fucking amazing, right? I want to look back at 2020 the same. The same shit. I, like, I don't want to be like... I just went to work in it. I just went to a gym. Like I'm fit, but like, what does that mean, right? Uh, so I'm trying to do that, and we're kind of at the like the golden age of everything, right? Like, this is when you know tech is booming, like everything is booming. So, and we're also in Asia, which means like things are developing. It's not as sophisticated as US. The the barrier to entry is a lot lower for us. So we can make a really big stamp, and I'm so excited for all of this shit. Like whatever, whatever it is, uh, whatever, however you build financial independence, I'm like, I'm all in. Like I gotta start doing something, and I feel a bit like, yeah, um, stagnant, right? Like even if this is a good job or whatever, I just feel a bit stagnant, bro. Like, yeah, I go, I go get someone to slap me out, you know? Like after this Corona thing, oh, fuck it, just go in, yeah. Just go in, man. Um, just go in. If I if I have anything exciting, I'll let you know. Uh, but probably not. <laughs> probably for the first few months, I'll <laughs> you know uh, I'll get in this state of like fear. But let's see. Let's see how it happens. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for everyone out there. Yeah. Anybody that wants to like that has thought about this shit, 
just fucking do it, mate. Like literally, it's 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 too short, right? Corona's out there. We don't even know when the next pandemic is on its way. Like there's death, taxes, and pandemics. That's all you're getting. So you might as well fucking do it, you know? Yeah, life's way too short. Good point. Good point, my friend. All right. Uh, should we end it here? Because it's probably pretty late for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've been going for like two hours. So I don't know how normally you go for. No, I mean, this is the longest one we've ever done, man. Like, literally. You, you, you just love talking to me, don't you? I do, I do. Yeah, I do, I do. I've got to get things on my chest, bro. Like, fuck. Where can the people find you, bro? On my, my great Instagram handle name, Stephen Owen. 0707. <laughs> I'll you change it. I'll beg you. I'm still working on the renaming it. Um, I would love to hear some uh, suggestions from people. Pilk. Slide in the DMs, man. Slide the pilkiest man. The pilkiest. <laughs> yeah, I'll come up with something. Oh, so I, I was going to say, hopefully, it could be something as cool as at semi-grown kid that's where you can find me and uh and with that we are out peace peace Drop.